1130, Edinburgh was granted royal borough status by King David I. Being a royal borough in Scotland historically meant having self-governance, trading privileges, legal authority and various rights and privileges granted by the monarch to manage local affairs and promote economic and social well-being. Twelve years after Edinburgh became a borough, the man who granted these additional privileges welcomed a grandchild into the world, William. William would grow up to be a king in his own right and earn the moniker after his death of William the Lion, due to his heraldic symbol of a red lion on a yellow background, now known as the Lion Rampant and often used as a symbol of Scottish kingship. The year 1186 saw the marriage of William to Ermengarde de Beaumont, the great-granddaughter of Henry I of England. While historical records offer limited insight into Ermengarde's life as Queen of Scots, it's documented that as part of her wedding dowry, she received the gift of Edinburgh Castle. However, the castle's ownership had a complex history. It was, briefly, in William's possession, that was until he forfeited it when he was captured while supporting Henry's sons during the 1173 revolt. The castle remained in Henry's possession until he returned it 13 years later. And Edinburgh Castle isn't the only castle William is associated with. He's also thought of by many as the man who built the fortress that is Fivey Castle, one of the country's most haunted locations. Fivey stands in the midst of rural Aberdeenshire, and although the oldest parts of Fivey Castle are widely believed to have been built in the 1300s, many believe William the Lion began the castle's construction in 1211. After initial construction was completed, the castle was used by King Robert the Bruce as the site of an open-air court and was a royal stronghold until 1390 after ownership of the castle changed hands following the Scottish victory at the Battle of Otterburn. Five years had a storied history throughout its existence and has played host to many a noble family. Such was its status that the young King Charles I lived there as a child and families such as the Prestons, Meldrums, Leiths and Setons have all called this fortress home. For those of you familiar with our previous episode, The Seton Haunting, Sir Alexander Seton, who featured in that story, I believe is a direct descendant of the previous owners of Fivey. Fivey Castle's rich history is reflected in its layout. The castle consists of five distinct towers, each built in different historical periods. The oldest of these is the Preston Tower, dating back to the 13th century. Next in line is the Meldrum Tower, added in the late 16th century, featuring a distinctive star-shaped design. In the 1590s, the Seton Tower was built, boasting beautiful plaster ceilings. Then in the early 18th century, the Gordon Tower was added in Georgian style. And finally, the Leith Tower was constructed in the 19th century, completing the ensemble. Five is not just a relic of Scotland's heritage, but a living, breathing testament to its dramatic history. Over the centuries, the charismatic and powerful families who've called the fortress home have left their indelible marks on the castle, each contributing to its unique blend of architectural styles and historical periods. 
It is, perhaps, this tapestry of personalities and the spectres of their past that contribute to the castle's reputation as a place teeming with ghostly tales and paranormal occurrences. These days, Five is owned and run by the National Trust for Scotland. Long gone are the days of intrigue and mystery that once swirled around its various owners. It's perhaps best known now as one of Scotland's most enigmatic, mysterious and haunted strongholds, with several ghosts reported to roam the castle. It's also cursed. In the 1300s, a storm, the likes of which is only found in Scotland, battered the area. The renowned seer, Thomas the Rhymer, found himself caught up in it, so naturally sought refuge within the castle's stout walls. Hoping for some food, warmth and some famous highland hospitality, he approached the imposing gates of Fivey Castle. However, on that fateful evening, either the howling gales or perhaps the rash actions of a less than hospitable guard resulted in the gate being slammed in Thomas's face. A slight he would not forget or forgive. In a fit of rage, Thomas placed an enduring curse upon Fivey, binding the castle's fate to three stones pilfered from a nearby church. Fivey, Fivey, these never thrive. Langs there's in these stains three. There's ain until the highest tower. There's ain until the lady's bower. There's ain aneath the water yet. And there three stains he's never get. One stone was concealed in the castle's loftiest tower, another secreted within the lady's chamber, and the last submerged between the water gate. The curse decreed that until all three stones were reunited, Fivey Castle would suffer from a turbulent succession and bring hardship upon its inhabitants. To this day, only one of the weeping stones has been unearthed, resting on display within the castle's charter room. Strangely, it occasionally appears damp, as if lamenting its separation from its counterparts, which is where the name Weeping Stone came from. Even if another stone were to be reclaimed from the tower's heights, the third remains forever lost between the boiling black waters of the River Ifan. To this day, the curse has proved unyielding, and Fivey Castle has changed hands many times, passing from one noble family to another. You have to wonder why. As with seemingly all haunted castles or stately homes, the halls and corridors of Fivey are haunted by the heartbroken spirit of a lady in grey. The identity of this grey lady is rumoured to be the restless spirit of Lady Meldrum, who lived and died in the castle during the 13th century. It's a widely held belief that Lady Meldrum yearned to be buried within the walls of Meldrum Tower, and this wish appears to have been granted. Although her remains lay hidden, forgotten, and resting peacefully between the walls of the tower for around 600 years, it's believed she was discovered by workmen in 1920, when the secret hidden chamber was finally unveiled. After our discovery, Lady Meldrum's long-lost remains were tenderly placed to rest in the castle's cemetery. Since that fateful discovery, 
Fivey Castle has become a nexus of inexplicable phenomena, its very essence steeped in the uncanny. Eerie whispers linger in the air, and her spectral appearance has been seen so regularly that staff in the castle refer to her as the head ghost. Could the innocent act of disturbing the final resting place of Lady Meldrum consign her to walk the Meldrum Tower for all eternity? Lord Fivey had a trumpeter. His name was Andrew Lamy. He had the art to gain the heart of Mill Otaftizani. Our next story is another that is born from heartbreak. In the 1700s, a man named Andrew Lamy lived within the safety of the castle's thick stone walls, and Andrew was head over heels in love with Agnes, or Annie, as she's known in the Ballad of Andrew Lamy. Agnes also loved Andrew, but she was forbidden to wed him given his lack of social standing. As a result of the scandal that grew from their affair, Andrew was sent away from the castle, still proclaiming his devotion to his one true love. Andrew was not the only one who remained devoted. Agnes vows to remain faithful to him until he returns, much to the ire of her family, who try to beat her feelings for him out of her. Agnes is believed to have remained true to Andrew to the end, and an awful end she may have had. Believing she had been bewitched by Andrew, the family inflicted terrible beatings on her, and it's believed that she died as a result of a broken back, a wound inflicted on her by her own brother. On hearing this news, Andrew is said to have been so distraught he could take no more, and he's believed to have died of a broken heart. Ever since then, the trumpet Andrew used to play has occasionally been heard echoing through the corridors of the castle. And Andrew's ghost has been sighted on several occasions and is also said to appear dressed in fine tartan on or around the walls of the ancient castle. On several further occasions, the figure of a man dressed in 16th century clothing has also been witnessed, only to disappear when approached. Now people here both far and near will pity Tifty Zani, who died for love of one pair lad for Bonnie Andrew Lamy. Although Lady Meldrum's spirit is the most frequently sighted, perhaps Fivey's most famous spectral resident is a member of the powerful Seton family. The Setons are famous for many reasons and seem to be a family that have strong links with the supernatural. They are the family at the centre of possibly the most famous haunting in Edinburgh that's linked to an ancient Egyptian curse. Fivey Castle plays host to another famous haunting associated with them and it's the ghost of Lilius Drummond who was married to Alexander Seton who later became the first Earl of Dunfermline and Lord Fivey. Born in 1574 in Haddington, near Edinburgh, 16 years later she was married into the Seton family and soon moved into Fivey Castle. The marriage coincided with Thomas the Rhymer's ancient curse that plagued the castle. This curse foretold that no Malier would ever be born within the castle's walls and the lack of a Malier led Lord Seton to blame Lilius. He initiated an affair with her cousin, Grizel Leslie, who would later become his second wife. 
Some accounts suggest that upon discovering the affair, Lilius, heartbroken and betrayed, retreated to her family home in Dalgetty, where she eventually succumbed to her grief. Other accounts accuse Alexander of starving Lilius to death so he could marry Grizel. Whatever the truth, this was a heartbreaking end to such a young life. Only a few months after Lilius's death, Alexander married Grizel. On their wedding night, as they lay in their matrimonial bed, their joy was interrupted by mournful wails emanating from outside the room's window. Despite a thorough search by Lord Seaton and his servants, no plausible explanation for the eerie sounds could be found. The following morning, they were perplexed to find the words D. Lilius Drummond etched into the stone windowsill with letters three inches high and, inexplicably, upside down. The room they were staying in was over 50 feet above the ground. The engraved letters, still visible to this day, marked the beginning of Fivey Castle's haunting by the Lady in Green. Lilius is often seen wandering the castle's corridors, dressed in her finest green dress, lamenting the betrayal of her husband and leaving behind a delicate scent of rose petals. Visitors and staff still see and smell her to this day, wandering the corridors where she spent a few happy years. In the echoing corridors of Fivey Castle, amidst its ancient stone walls and ornate chambers, the spirits of centuries past linger on. These chilling tales of love and betrayal, curses and restless apparitions, are more than mere ghost stories. They are echoes of history, the shadows of enigmatic lives and the legends that continue to captivate and haunt this famous old castle. As we conclude our journey into the haunting realm of Fivey's ghosts, we are left with an enduring sense that the past is never truly silent and the castle's haunting tales shall forever enchant those who dare to explore its eerie, supernatural mysteries. <laughs>